0: following is a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club
1: this
0: This is mick shots streaming live on dallascowboys.com and the official dallas cowboys app now here are bill jones everson walls and mickey spagnola
2: And here we are. It's time for mix Shots from Cowboys Training Camp in Oxnard, California. Bill Jones, along with the star of this show, <laughs> Mickey Spagnola. And uh, yes, you've uh, here on DallasCowboys.com been up to speed on a lot of things. But now we get Mickey's perspective on what he's seen through what is uh, nearly a full week out here in Oxnard. Does it feel like? Nearly a full week yet? It's officially a full week oh, today. At the end of today, it'll be On a full On the seventh week. day, they rest. <laughs> there you go. I like that. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. I didn't get out. I didn't come out until Friday. And so uh, I feel like... But it's been the busiest three days of my year so far. Right. I mean, there is, uh, with this schedule that they have here, where they're working out in the morning rather than in the uh, in the evening, as far as from a TV standpoint on CBS 11, we work until late as well. Uh, I have someone who wanted to do a podcast uh, in another part of the country. I said, i got to get my bearings. i got to figure <laughs> this thing out first because we're going
0: from sunup to past sundown right no, now. No, absolutely, and especially – you know, um, if I get up early and I started doing my morning radio reports on yep. the fan, uh, that's 8.30 here, but 10.30 back home, and then podcast. But, but we're not complaining. No. <laughs> and and by the way, if, if you want to find something to complain, it's 67 degrees right now. I put my sweatshirt on because when I walked back to my room, the wind was blowing, and I said, you know, it's a little colder than I thought. Oh. And of all things, it says rain starting in two minutes I it
2: it uh, there were some
0: sprinkles on me as I uh, came from my hotel. Now, I did this probably fifteen years ago. And I did it in a sing-song, like I thought it never rains in Southern California. And my interns looked at me like I was cross-eyed, like, well, what is he talking about, right? And I reminded myself of how old You're I was. You're not going to do that. No, I'm not no. sing-songing it. Okay. But I thought it never rained in Southern California.
2: <laughs> it
0: just sprinkles
2: a little bit anyway. All right, so what are your impressions, uh, just to get us started here, as uh, as the team has the day off today? Right. Uh, and they'll be back for
0: three straight practices Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, put on the pads for the first time on Wednesday. And I'm glad Bill pointed that out because I think we needed to put a disclaimer out there on everything we say because everybody wants to know, what did you see? How's this guy doing? How's that guy doing? You know, it's no more than a mini camp practice or an OTA practice. Helmet, jersey, shorts, uh, minimal contact. So it's really hard to... Uh, judge, especially the offensive linemen. I think the easiest thing to look at is the the skill guys, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, the cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers some in pass coverage. But as for, you know, somebody said, well, is is Micah Parsons ever going to beat Lael Collins in a pass rush? And it's like, all right. I mean, uh, uh, Tyron Smith, let's wait till the pads come on before we start judging things. So um, I think the Probably the highlight of this first, what did they have, four practices now? Is that right? Three practices. Three practices. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, right. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, some people can consider the conditioning okay. test the practice because yeah. they did well, a lot they of running. Do. And they do. And, so there, there was, that was why there's a day off now. But DAC is moving awfully well, and I thought these last two practices – uh, he was he was really good. He was good uh, throwing the ball, throwing the ball on the run, uh, being able to move uh, like he you know they they did one of the scramble drills in team or seven on seven, and um, he had no problems moving whatsoever. So I think. They're out of the. They're in the clear there with him. And and you
2: were there when Jerry talked uh, with the scribes
0: after we
2: did the car wash with the TV people yesterday.
0: And And Jerry said that was probably the best practice he had seen of Dak since he's been with the Cowboys. Yeah, and he was saying a lot. And and I thought both Saturday. That was Saturday's practice. That was Saturday's, and I thought Sunday's was every bit uh, as good. And you know what? What people need to understand, Bill. And by the way, it is raining. Wow! It is. Look at that, not not hard, not no. like we get in Texas or anything, but it's a nice so little you, fine. So
2: you're saying 15 years ago you
0: did see rain out here? Uh, I did. At, at I think it was Kale 2000. Kowalski. It was 2004, 2005. Yeah. One day kind of got delayed because it rained.
2: I would have I been out here then. In fact, uh, now you talk about reminiscing. Uh, those were the good old days. Uh, in two thousand and four or 05, remember when we interviewed Kevin Costner out here? Yes, yeah. yes, and, on the set. Yep, yeah. and that was the old the old days of the Cowboys Channel, and uh, we were filling a whole lot of time for the Cowboys Channel back then. And uh, we did a fifteen minute interview with Kevin Costner. It's like Costner. Bill
0: was sitting there, yeah. I was sitting
2: there, and Kevin and, Costner and in the and middle, it was, right? Of course, with the with the practice field in the background. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. yeah,
0: we're, we're so not in a tent. We we're on right? like a TV set then. Yeah, absolutely, so. um, but. Uh, at, Dak just you know you can you can throw the football you never forget how to do that right and and his mobility is fine but then it's another thing of getting acclimated to seeing the field like seeing all if you've ever played quarterback and I haven't right <laughs> really Uh, Or or maybe in a pickup (laughs) game when they needed somebody, you know, there's a lot of muck out there, Uh, right? And there's a lot going on, and you got to get used to sorting through uh, when the play breaks down. That's why I think the scramble drill that they do uh, is is invaluable because I don't know what the percentage of plays that you call in the huddle actually – come off the way you designed them right there you gotta add lips sometimes and and he was doing that fine he was throwing the ball fine he was hitting guys on the run uh... when the play broke down so uh... i think that probably was the highlight of the first week uh... of training camp along with just the fact that guys like tyron smith leo collins zach martin uh... blake jarwin are back out there with the offense and as Dak said that one day Uh, it's like the band's all back together again. And and it certainly looked that way, and that's what this Cowboy team needs uh, from this offense if they're going to succeed this year.
2: All right, let's uh, get into some of the news of the last uh, couple of days anyway. Give Give us a status report on the potential signing of Malik Hooker, who, of course, Mike McCarthy... Basically confirmed during his press conference yesterday that he is uh, out here, and yet he's going through the COVID protocols. Yes,
0: and he has not worked out for him yet. And remember, um, I think it was September 20th, it was September 20th, he ruptured his Achilles. And, And DeMonte Casey ruptured his Achilles October 4th, right. so two and, weeks after and that. and Casey's back out here, but when they brought in Hooker... Not in, all Achilles injuries are the yes, same. Yes, they are not, <laughs> and especially when your age is a little bit different, too. Uh, but I'm glad to oh, say that, I'm, that, I'm, that, I'm. That's I'm, what <laughs> Mickey is talking about his own experience. <laughs> I'm glad to say I'm running now and actually played <laughs> tennis a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, but uh, when they brought Hooker in in the spring for the, kind of a workout, my understanding was he wasn't he wasn't ready physically. Uh, and you remember, he left and they didn't sign him. And then you know they had already signed uh, KZ and Keanu O'Neill. So. Uh, he hasn't worked out for him yet because when he got here, COVID-19 protocol mandated that he quarantined for five days. And my understanding is he's here, he's in his room, but he can't go anywhere. He's got a. He's sequestered in his room. So I think the five days are up tomorrow. And that would be vaccinated or not unvaccinated. Vaccinated. Oh, yeah. And so they can work him out. So they okay. ha- while they're planning on signing him, they still need to work him out and make sure the the. Uh, the Achilles is healed and he's physically ready to go. And I would imagine but you they clear they
2: probably have seen video of him and they've got a pretty good right. idea. He's, he's And
0: I would imagine position. that they've already kind of worked out the contract. Yeah. But it's what is it, July twenty sixth today? Yep. And you don't have a job, well your bargaining power ain't real high, right? Uh, especially with other teams getting ready to go to camp and probably have their 90man roster set. So uh, so you'll be interesting to see and my understanding on why it wasn't any reflection on what they've seen from the safety so far, it's just trying to bring in the best talent that would be available at safety and let them sort it out. And he's, he's likely to be a pup guy to start anyway. Yeah, there's a good chance of that, and you, and and you you would have until you got to set your 53 man roster uh, to either activate him off pup or you can leave him on pup and get six a minimum of six weeks into the season, uh, and that's why some of the guys they put on pup early they just is it's an insurance policy against them being ready. Well, and and that's the other thing is. With a, especially now we've got
2: a seventeen-game regular season, right? Okay, a guy coming off an injury like that, keep him on pup, and he's he's a guy that even if it's not till midseason before he is, uh, or the second half of the season before he can contribute, it's going to be a veteran minimum deal, you know. Yes, and so uh, that's not much to pay for insurance, and you might hit on something. Yeah, think, no, you know? absolutely. And, and, that, and I have no idea where he is physically. He may be able to go out there right now and be just like Casey running around uh,
0: like crazy right now. Right. right. And that's his nickname, Crazy Casey. Crazy Casey, <laughs> right? When, when I first heard him say it, I thought he said Crazy Cajun. And then I was like, well, no, he's not from New Orleans or Louisiana or anything. And then I looked at where he was from, and he was from Cajon, California. K-A-C-A-J-O-N. Crazy Casey. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there's Jerry walking by right now. He's going to do the car wash with the radio stations oh, that are okay. here, too. And we'll get into Bill's uh, interview with Jerry here in a moment. But one of the guys that, that uh, Bill gave you example of being on PUP is Tristan Hill. Like, he's out there. He's working hard. But they know that they've got a little bit of a log jam at that defensive tackle position so they're not going to rush him and, and if they give him another six weeks when the season starts to continue uh, rehabbing his ACL then they won't have a problem with that knowing that at some point somebody on the roster is going to get hurt and they're going to open up a spot And they could bring him back, so they kind of got him in their hip pocket right now. And I thought the best thing coming out of Mike
2: McCarthy's press conference
0: yesterday was what he said about Neville Gallimore. Yes, because they—he's been working with the first team, and they're expecting. And it's one thing for us to sit here and say, "Oh yeah,
2: he looks all right out there," but when the coach goes overboard in praise of how much stronger he is, and uh, they've—they've got some high hopes for Gallimore.
0: And and by the way, Bill. Mentioning Gallimore, you know how the Cowboys do their offseason awards for how hard guys work, their uh, how much they increase some of their stats, the things that they judge? He was one of the guys on defense that got the award. So that gives you an idea of how hard he was working in the offseason. And uh, talking to uh, Harold Nash for a uh, game day uh, story in the preseason, he was talking about Gallimore basically came to him and said, hey, I need to get better at this, this, and this. And he said that's always good when you see a player do that. You can have the physical talents, but you've got to improve strength, your weight, uh, all those things. And he was really high on Neville Gallimore and how uh, com- complicity was with working hard in the off season.
2: You know, he's one of those guys that uh, when you look at his history, of course, he's from Canada, and he, he's a late bloomer type as far as football goes. And so I'm sure when the Cowboys drafted him in the third round, they were looking at upside with him as right. much as anything. And uh, so that's that's exciting to hear that he's got that
0: kind of work ethic and the want-to to be as good as he can be, and not and not to nothing against Oklahoma on how they played him, but he he his natural position I think is a three-tech technique on a four-man line, and just to use his speed, uh, his quickness there more than being a defensive end in a three-man line, and which, which is what they were running.
2: Him. They were running before Alex Grinch got there, and so that would have been. I'm trying to remember if he played for Grinch's, he wouldn't have, and so no. he would have been in that, yeah. um, you know, three-man
0: front, which right. is like a five-tech. So getting nation, back to Tristan yeah. Hill, he, he's I watched his workout yesterday. He is moving just fine, and the other guy that was working out with him at the same time uh, was Demarcus Lawrence. And I know Jerry when he was asked about Lawrence and Amari Cooper, he said probably after Arizona. Well, for Lawrence, that that's a team decision because. He, he could go out there and practice right now, but you know this first week, as we talked about, it's a minicamp practice. They don't need Lawrence out there. He he better serves himself rehabbing uh, at this point from the same with Cooper. Yeah, and and same with Cooper exactly. And he and yesterday I I finally saw Cooper out there uh, on the cords with Britt Brown, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. His workout yesterday, I guarantee you that it was harder than any practice guys went through yesterday because he was doing all the little rehab stuff and had the cords on, and he's running hard. And uh, Britt Brown uh, is is very optimistic about when he'll be ready sooner than later.
2: Hey, so is that all, all the PUP people you want to talk about? Well, let's else? see.
0: Um, the other guys on PUP... Uh, you know the guys with the hamstring, like Golston, we got to see on that one. But the guys that uh, that they they put on there that they were recovering from injury or whatever, I think they feel like they would be ready uh, to go uh, whenever whenever needed. They just didn't want to push them off. The top of my head, I was trying to um, remember the guys that ended up on pup. Let me see if I got my. And they're in list here, and all of them, they're,
2: they're not concerned, they're just uh easing them in, and, right? And trying to be judicious about it,
0: yeah. And and it's not like oh no, this guy's not going to be ready, he's not going to uh, be ready to go, but that they they feel good, uh, about um, about everybody, um, like I mentioned, Goldston will see Lawrence, I think they feel uh, really good about, um, and then uh. Greg Zerlein uh, had back surgery. It's an ACL. I saw him out there. He was rehabbing on the cords. And usually when you when you get to the cords, then you're, you're, you're getting uh, a lot closer. Uh, we mentioned Cooper had the, the foot surgery. Uh, and Mitch Hyatt, uh, who I thought was probably further off, uh, they've got hopes that he'll be uh, ready to go at some point in training camp. And they haven't given up on him. Uh, the poor guy... Uh, you know he he was in the off season and um, it, 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 some guys have it's their rehab is different for an ACL than everybody else's. So uh, I think those are the guys. And then uh, TJ Vassar uh, was on Wide non-football. For Texas Tech. Yeah, he was on non-football injury. So we'll see where that one goes.
2: All right, and they
0: signed a cornerback yesterday too. Kyron they did. Brown. Uh, Kyron Brown, yep. uh, cornerback. Uh, he was a, signed by the Jets as a, a rookie free agent in 2019, and he only played in three games uh, that year. And then last year he spent the whole year on Pup uh, with a quad a quad injury. So, uh, you know, they had an open spot, and uh, they just uh, uh, wanted to fill it. we got a lot of activity going on here with a little bit of uh, rain that's you know, we're coming on, down. We're on
2: Radio Row, which is located right next to where Mike McCarthy has his uh, press conferences here on the tennis courts overlooking the River Ridge playing fields here in Oxnard and I don't think anyone really anticipated uh, uh, raindrops at all but there there are tarps here yes and so they they've uh, <laughs> they're mobilizing yes the other radio stations are, uh, are putting the tarps up to make sure and it's not like the rain is any, coming anywhere near inside the tent. Good that we're in a tent. Uh, right? we're, we're expecting a torrential downpour in a matter of moments, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's a fine rain. That's oh, the way it yeah, rains no, out there. There's here, some equipment you know? there that they're yeah, covering. Yeah, I know. They're, they're
2: not covering us up.
0: <laughs> no, they wouldn't worry about
2: us, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, since Chris Beam is doing that, I don't know if we're in position to take a break. Yes, we are. And uh, then when we come back here on Mix Shots. Let's uh, get into the car wash. Yes. Jerry Jones and the car wash, which he's doing with the radio crews now, but we did it with the TV guys last night. We'll talk about that when Mick Shots continues.
0: Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff visit UnitedAgandTurf.com Offer ends February 1st, 2021 Restrictions apply. See dealer for details Now let's get to work
3: Hey Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero Yokiero means I want and we know you want great fresh tasting ready to serve guacamole for your home gating and tailgating events Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices it will be the star of any party You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom thumb in the deli section if you can't find it talk to your store manager and tell them yokiero yokiero guacamole honey big news gary are you okay oh i'm not gary anymore i'm jackie flash what see i want the latest smartphone but the best deals are only for new customers so to get a new customer deal i changed my name to jackie flash okay but the best smartphone deals at at&t are for everyone new and existing customers
1: where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Back, back, back. to shots.
2: All right, we're back here on uh, mixed shots. What a day it has already been as the Big Twelve has blown up today.
1: Yeah. officially,
2: uh, Oklahoma and Texas gave their notice, and my phone is blowing up because of that. And you know, Mickey, it's—I uh, got here Friday, yeah. And on Saturday and Sunday, I'm telling you, it's 14-hour days out here, you know. And with this new schedule with with the uh, with the team practicing in the morning, right. Today, and you, well, Saturday with the opening ceremonies at 10, so noon Dallas time. Uh, you had to be out here an hour early for that because there's a crowd, too. I mean, I got out here 8.30 or so. So I just grabbed, I went by a Seven Eleven and I grabbed a bear claw. A bear claw. I've never had, have you ever seen? I've never even heard of them, I don't I think. I had neither until I picked it up, and I love them. It looks so good. I've been living off bear claws here the last <laughs> yeah, couple of days. That's your breakfast I mean, or seriously. lunch? You cannot it's it is a to the we, we park now you you're staying on campus. Yeah, but it's, we got to
0: walk all the way around okay, though. By we the way. park
2: 300 yards away. Yeah. Okay, in the parking lot. And with the fans here and everything, there was a full house on Saturday. There's you could not even think about leaving here and, and then, then going trying back to come in, back like going to get lunch or, or something like that and so i lived off two bear claws that day i did the same thing yesterday and uh anyway
0: breakfast of champions yep, that's
2: it right there in water and bear claws is what i'm living on
0: so uh it's raining harder by the way now good thing they did with their with they uh put up the tarp to protect the equipment <laughs> that was next to the fence here uh jerry did the car wash yesterday and My understanding was you guys were supposed to only have six minutes. Six minutes. And I saw the clock, like, standing up there like this (laughs) the whole time. So how did it go with you and Jerry? Well, we were told in advance we get six minutes each. And it was uh, Mike
2: Ducey, Channel 4, went first. Louis Scruggs, Channel 5, went second. Myself, CBS 11, went third. And then Greg Simmons with KSAT in San Antonio was fourth. And then they saved the big Kahuna Dale Hansen for fifth. <laughs> I figured there's no way that there's a six-minute time limit when right. Dale Hansen's having and there his, his his last interview with uh, with Jerry. Of course, Dale's retiring uh, September second. So, Ducey starts September second. Yeah, yeah, September second. Right. All right, Ducey starts. And I'm seeing uh, David Abruzzi give him time cues, and he is ignoring every single time. (laughs) I guarantee you, Deucey went, he got hung up, and I could just barely hear from a distance. Uh, You know, Troy Aikman was out here yesterday, and so uh, we weren't able to get Troy ourselves, because the way they're doing the, the interviews after the practice is each station is, is set up at a post, and they bring a player over. Well, Connor Williams was the last player, and that my CBS 11 photographer Bill Ellis, he was tied up at the far end of the practice field, having to get Connor Williams, and then we distribute the interviews to, to all the stations, have the, all the interviews. So anyway, then Troy's doing an interview here, so Ducey asked Troy about... Being a GM and you know being up in the tower with Jerry and stuff, and so I'm from a distance. I'm hearing him ask all these questions about Troy being a GM, and I can't hear anything Jerry's saying because oh, okay. Jerry's faced the other way. And so I'm going. And so that is why Ducey went well beyond six minutes on his because he was just Does trying. Does get fined? He was, he was <laughs> trying to get. That soundbite from Jerry that he can tweet. I talked to Ducey afterwards. Right. Yeah, he's trying to get that soundbite that he can tweet out. You know, and it goes viral. That, that yeah, there's a chance that Troy would be the GM of this team, and he never he never got him to say it. Yeah. So,
0: right. Obviously. And not going to happen. Yeah.
2: So uh, so anyway, uh, so I probably went about nine minutes with him, something like that, and uh, went, I went past the stop sign also. Uh, he's great. Talking, you know, he just as you know, he just absolutely loves training camp. Yes, you know, and he and you saw it in his opening press conference, the emotion that he had when he gets sentimental about the uh, past years here and so forth. Um, you know, he actually, with me, he talked. Uh, it's just the same kind of feelings that he had. I mean, that's how much it means to him uh, when his uh, granddaughter got married on the night Sat- on Saturday. Saturday, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, you know, it means so much to him, and um, you know, and when he gets criticized for the 25 years without a Super Bowl, that's when it the emotions you know get going both ways. On right, the, you know, yeah. Um, so uh, it's it's great talking to him, and I I wish that we had uh, we knew in advance we've got 10 minutes with him because then you don't uh, because as a uh, as, as an interviewer when you're You know that Jerry goes along with his answers to begin with, okay? And so you have to parse it down to your questions. There are certain topics. And so I think all of us are the same. There's five or six questions that we have. But you don't really know that you have time to follow up with him. Exactly. Like, you know, right? When he says something about his granddaughter getting married, you, know, you would like, and then even more emotion would come out to be able to follow up. But you got four more questions you need to ask. You know, so that's that's one of the. And it's hard
0: to so. it's hard to cut them off too. Right. By the way, to, right? You know, like interrupt or not interrupt, but you know when it's gonna right. you go, but you can't see really. on live TV. And since these were taped,
2: right? Now live TV. You would be more prone to cut him off because yeah. you know the clock's running. Okay, yeah, yeah. and you got to you got to get it done in six it's, minutes.
0: there's a shot clock right. on you, right? On that so, one, so right? you were watching. Uh, uh, I watched you, the interview with no, no. Dale. Okay, I and, want to hear that. And and Dale had all these props ready to to go and. Uh, he wanted to bring up Switzer and you know '94, and uh, as a matter of fact, they were doing Dale's you know top 20 moments with the cowboy, or just in his history. Yeah. And number six was the interview with Barry Switzer yeah. in '94 at training camp. Uh, we were still in uh, Austin yeah. at, at at the at the college there, and as a matter of fact, I remember it explicitly because. I was sitting on the ground underneath their camera. Uh, to, I wanted to monitor what was going to go on, right? Well, we knew in advance the fireworks yes. were And I, and I, and I wore, and Dale remembered it when he did the deal for number six that I warned him that Switzer's coming after you. Right. And he and, mentioned it.
2: And, and and the reason that we knew in advance that there would be sparks flying was because Dale was on Norm Hitzke's radio show right. that morning and made comments about the assistant coaches.
0: Right, that the assistant coaches were going to revolt, that they all wanted the head coaching job and they weren't cooperating which i I don't know about uh how how far that went but anyway so and so switzer switzer got all excited and he started (laughs) punching dale in the arm like yeah you know you gotta do this and yeah you know you say that and then and then switzer and dale never never said it never reported it but switzer got on this thing that he heard that uh Dale reported that Tony Casillas had a brain tumor. And that got Dale mad because he, he did not right. do that. And then Switzer just started punching him harder. <laughs> and, and finally, uh, finally uh, uh, Dale goes, hey, hey, that's starting to hurt a little bit, right? And, and, and they continued for a while. And, and they, they blew by their break, right? And at some point, Larry Lacewell was there kind of next to me, and and Larry, it didn't get on the air, but Larry finally said, guys, guys, that's enough. (laughs) Just like that, right? And so... Dale when they were talking about it Dale brought out a pillow and put it on his shoulder so Jerry could poke him like that when they were oh, talking okay. about it again I was
2: wondering how he's going to work Jerry into yeah, this Yeah it was pretty okay.
0: it was pretty funny and then he had something that, uh, this long scroll of paper and he started unrolling it and started reading the things that you know he needed to uh, Jerry needed to explain and he got to about the second one and then Jerry ripped the paper and Victor, like he had something there, and he goes, "Well, let me read this about you now, right?" <laughs> and uh, and at the end, uh, they were they were basically, you know, telling each other how much they enjoyed each other's company, and 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 Dale wanted to to Jerry to explicitly point out that he quit; he didn't get fired from the radio show, <laughs> but he was going to get fired by Ron Chapman, okay. and, and they told. That, Jerry told that story, and he said, so I, I helped Chapman out. You know, I, I got I, got rid of you. And he goes, no, I quit before you got rid of me. And, and it was pretty funny. So well, I I, uh, I
2: worked Hanson into my interview with Jerry, too. Did you really? I uh, I said, normal retirement age for a lot of people is 65. I hear there's a sportscaster who's retiring at the age of 73, but you're never retiring, are you? And of course, he said, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jerry said that uh, you know when you don't work, you're not gonna you know there, what do you what's there to retire from when you don't, right. you know basically saying when you love what you do, then it it doesn't feel like work to you. And so after after he said that, I say well the the sportscaster
0: that were retiring hadn't worked in 25
1: years
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a pretty good dig right so yeah so and, and so he's he's in the booth next to us um I think he's with the is it is, is the ticket the next, ticket next, next? Yeah, yeah I think so yep. uh, he's doing them what if he thinks this is one yeah, of the radio stations right. well, and I think, stumbles I think, well, in oh, one Rich one. is there <laughs> referee and Dar he, he might have just thought he was supposed to talk to us <laughs> and we got a we got another mic right there, there if, you go. if he walked in all right. Uh, but yeah, he does that every training camp and it's, it's usually at night and they do it live, but because of all the protocols, they had to do it this way. Well, uh, I was just
2: pleased that we were able to sit side by side. We were separated by about six feet, whatever, but all the other uh, one-on-one interviews that the TV stations are doing out here, uh, we're doing, having to do it over the fence, right? (laughs) Which is just like all of the interviews are being done over the fence where you're separated by six feet or so.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, it's kind of working. You just have to remain flexible. And, look, we see what's happening right now out there with the variant. Yeah. And so uh, precautions, precautions, precautions. Well, and Frank Reich, the Indianapolis
2: Colts I saw that. Uh, head coach, uh, tested positive. He's fully vaccinated. And so they're just getting started with their camp. And so he has to have uh, two negative tests over a
0: 72-hour period in order to be able to be back with the team. Now, how do you think he contracted COVID-19 if he's vaccinated? Somebody that's not vaccinated passed it on to them.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Don't get me started. (laughs)
2: Um, And that's why uh, all of us uh, in the media uh, have to be fully vaccinated before we can entrance here
0: well i saw that the nfl came out and it was maybe a month ago it basically said if the media member wasn't vaccinated they weren't allowed to the press box to cover the game well and uh I, I saw a report yesterday that
2: they're requiring it uh that it hasn't been announced yet uh the edict hasn't come down yet but for network broadcasters uh they can't go into the uh network booth unless they're fully vaccinated yeah you know, yeah that's, so that's coming
0: down you know, so. it, I, I thought it was interesting, and a lot of times when these guys are doing the interviews here, they're they're being asked if they're vaccinated. Some guys, you know, kind of beat around the bush. They won't say. Uh, Michael Gallup was asked it yesterday, and he just came right out and said, yeah, I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And, and they were asking him, well, a lot of people are a little worried, you know, what was your incentive to get vaccinated? He said, you know, after games, uh, I like to be able to hang with my family and friends. And he goes, to me, that was incentive enough for me to get vaccinated. And, and what he didn't mention why I wanted to be safe or whatever. It was the protocols out there for unvaccinated players uh, should be, it seems, enough to, for guys to go, oh, I'm going to get vaccinated, right? Because the guys around here that aren't vaccinated, they've got masks on all the time, and they're not supposed to eat in the right. cafeteria. No. Now, I will say
2: this. I understand, um, and, and Mike McCarthy's kind of talked about this right. a little bit. I understand, uh, I don't know if hesitancy is the right word. No, but, but it are, is. There are, uh, everyone has their own situations. In fact, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and say, with me, I had COVID in February, and I was told by my doctor to wait to get vaccinated for three months which took me to June, okay? And then I, I decided myself, I want to get a physical, okay? And because I was due, because I didn't get right. a physical last year. I wanted to make sure everything was good, you know? And so it was 1st it was, uh, of July before I was able to get vaccinated. And so I got the Johnson & Johnson because right. it was a one-shot. And, and then be you'd be for ready training to go. Again. Right. Yeah. And so that's why I went with the J&J so I would be fully vaccinated, and I got an antibodies test uh, at the time of my physical, and my antibodies test shows that I'm, they didn't explain what the number meant, but it was, I have a lot of antibodies.
0: Oh, well, good. Yeah. So So you're doubly protected. Right,
2: and that's what, and and, uh, a doctor friend of mine who, um, uh, Who's actually on a board uh, advising corporations around the country about it? Uh, he said he was encouraging me. Yes, you you need to get vaccinated. Said, okay, great. I'm 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 all for it. Whatever. He told me wait three months and then get the J and J. Uh, and and so there could be players like these players who are uh, who got vaccinated late. You know they're maybe checking out. They're making sure that they get the right advice. And, and, Ger- so and
0: Jerry pointed out that they had a lot of guys in what he called the pipeline. Right. Where maybe they were got the first one. They're waiting for the second one, or maybe they got the second one, but were waiting for the uh, two-week uh, right. period and, and afterwards. Uh, Michael Parsons said that he is in that. Uh, yeah. And I think he's fully vaccinated as of tomorrow. So so my physician friend told me, as old as you are, you better get it as soon as you yeah, can. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and I would have back in February uh, or whenever I,
2: my age came up, you yeah. know, and I was able to, uh, but I I had it. And fortunately, uh, I didn't have it badly. I, I felt it for three weeks. Right. And I was able to work from home, uh, you know, and didn't miss a day at work. And, and
0: for the people in the traveling party with the Cowboys mm-hmm. that were on the charter, we all had to go get tested before mm-hmm. – we uh, we came out here. Well, and
2: yeah, and, I, and all of the media members had to have a negative test before.
0: Yeah, uh, and you know what? Out. The results didn't say negative; it said not detected. <laughs> I, I wanted to hear something more affirmative, <laughs> right? Not detected. That 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 kind of leaves wiggle room for. Well, we didn't find anything, but maybe you know. So, anyway, that's, all right, that's, that's enough, our COVID-19 uh, uh, talk for all right, today.
2: That's enough COVID talk, and uh, we've got much more to talk about with this Cowboys team when Mixed Shots continues in just a moment.
3: Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So, to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing
1: customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com for details.
2: Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to
3: spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo quiero, guacamole.
1: The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way copyright 2020 bank of america corporation
0: hi i'm clint tillison with united ag and turf when there's work to be done a real workhorse can make all the difference like the range boss package our 5075 e john deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at 369 per month and the price you see is the price you'll pay no surprises it works like a horse so you don't have to Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Back, back to back. shots. Welcome back to
2: Mixed Shots. Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola, our final segment. We're going to take it another 19 minutes or so here. And by the way, we told the story about uh, I think it was 2005 when Kevin Costner was a visitor to Cowboys training camp and we had him on one of our TV shows uh, on DallasCowboys.com, back on the old Cowboys Channel before the NFL Network started, and Jake Benoit, who is an avid listener to all the podcasts here on DallasCowboys.com, uh, he found the video on YouTube of our interview That's with amazing. Kevin Costner, and he, he tweeted it at us. He is uh, Jake is at RunEmmetRun on Twitter, and he's got some still shots of us interviewing Kevin Costner from. 16 years ago.
0: So, and we got another tweet out and the guy tweeted uh, it's better weather here in Scotland. Want to trade places. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's no. a good one. No, no we're good. We're, we're good. good. We're good, good here. Where we are. Um
2: all right, uh, other impressions from the early days of camp. Let's start. Uh, how about Connor Williams, who got some work who's been getting some work at Center? You know, when he came out of Texas, of course, he played left tackle at Texas, and because of the short arms, <laughs> uh, was moving inside in the NFL. But there are a lot of people uh, there are at least some draft people, experts, quote unquote who thought that his best position in the NFL might eventually be center."
0: Yeah. And, and he said there was only, when, when he got worked out before the draft, there was only a couple teams that suggested that maybe he was a guard center. He said most of his workouts uh, before the draft were tackle guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it always kind of came up. And, you know, the last couple years, they, they kind of dabbled with it, but not really, hardly in the off season. Well, this year, uh, now, uh, I This is the first time I've actually seen him take, like, snaps in practice. And yesterday was a little more extensive because he was taking the second uh, the second uh, team snaps at center. Uh, the day before, he, he skied a, a, a shotgun snap over the quarterback. Well, that didn't keep Andre Girard from playing center, that, That's so. right, by golly. <laughs> uh, because they had been using uh, Matt F- uh, Forniak. Uh, the Nebraska, Nebraska guy okay. they drafted, I think it was in the sixth round. Uh, he had played guard. He had played all the things, but he played a little bit of center there. So they decided instead of him working at guard, they would work him at center. Uh, but uh, you know, Connor said basically, you know, you just make himself more useful. And so what they're looking for, and it's one of the spots on this team that you know has to get decided. Who's the backup center? They're fine with Tyler Biotish, uh as the starting center, and. And to me, and I've said this repeatedly, uh, had he not gotten hurt last year, that center job would have been him his the rest of the way after he took over for Joe Looney, who sprained the knee. Uh, so they need a backup. And, uh, you know, the, the only other guy uh, that they had been look, working a, as, as a backup center um, was, uh, where's the guy's name? It, it was Jones, Braylon Jones, a free agent. And he at least played center last year, right? Because other than Biotis on the roster right now, no one played center in the NFL last year right. on the roster. Uh, so, again, um, we'll see how where this goes. But he seems willing. Uh, they seem serious about it. But at some point... You know, if if they don't think that works out and Farniak's not ready, then, you know they're gonna have to find somebody. So it appears that they view Connor
2: Williams as a better uh, backup center, even though he's starting at guard right now, than Connor McGovern would be. As
0: yes, it, that's the way it looks. Yep. And 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 now here's the other thing uh, with Connor McGovern. To me, if 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 uh, Ty Naseki uh, or Terrence Steele uh, or Josh Ball don't show that they're good enough to be the swing tackle, the backup swing tackle that the Cowboys have struggled with for how many years, you think, four or five? Uh, At least. If if something happens to one of those starters, Zach Martin goes out to tackle, Connor McGovern goes to guard. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's got to be in their mind because I think if that's the case, Connor McGovern can play guard better than the backup can play tackle. And I think you have to make that move with Martin and you don't mess around like they did last year. You know, but because
2: we hated to see what happened last year with the offensive line, but because of what happened with the offensive line, their depth is better on the offensive line now than it has been in a while. Right. Because and think, those
0: guys got those snaps last year. And, 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 and by the way, uh, Terrence Steele was another guy that won one of the off-season uh, workout awards, and and they're they're giving him a chance on that backup job. Also, uh, Brandon Knight, who started the other games uh, at mostly at left tackle, he's been working at guard. So. Um, they're hoping the struggles Steele with last year benefited him to the point where he's that much better. See, you you can't have a first-round pick at every spot on the offensive line, and especially the backup. You got to have some developmental guys. And if Steele can do better than he did last year, it'll be interesting. And that's what we we haven't seen until the pads come on. And that's that you know that Bill that first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game. I think we're going to see a whole lot of these young guys playing uh, because they've got the extra preseason game. Oh, sure. And those games are going to be important to guys like Steele and, and Josh Ball. Uh, and who knows, maybe they tell Connor Williams, even though you're the starter, we're going to give you some snaps at center.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but to bury the lead, we just buried the lead
2: on the <laughs> offensive line, and the lead on the <laughs> offensive line is that Tyron Smith and
0: Lyle Collins look good. Look really good. As a matter of fact, I, I think there was maybe the day before uh, Randy Gregory got got a, a pass rush on Tyron uh, yesterday. He, he didn't get past the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Tyron, I think, got serious and, and locked him up. But I'll tell you what about Tyron that I saw. Uh, after Saturday's practice, he and Micah Parsons were, uh, stayed out afterwards and he was giving him tips on rushing the quarterback Good. And, and showing him the things that he's picked up and how he's stopped other guys right. and one of the things he was showing him was Micah was trying to use this spin move to go inside and he was spinning before there was contact and he was basically explaining to him don't spin before you make contact because the Tackle's just sitting there waiting for you to come to him, right? He, you got to hit him and then spin, and then he was showing him how to use his hands to get the hands off so he can complete his spin. Okay, so now let's talk about Michael Parsons. Uh, I
2: love him. And, uh, I told you. <laughs> I, I love him as a player. I also love him as a uh, guy to talk to. I think he's going to be the best interview on the team. How about
0: you love him as a chess player? Because <laughs> there were 20... Hard Knocks people uh-huh. showing or, or taping Micah Parsons and Ben DiNucci playing chess. Mm. It was the whole crew. Well, yep. they probably didn't have anything else to do, right? So yep. everybody was there. But but Parsons so far, remember what I told you? Somebody, somebody asked us, well, where's he going to play? And I said on the field. Uh-huh. They'll find a spot for him. Okay, so that's my question for you. All right. Demarcus Lawrence is, all right.
2: Knock on wood. He's going to be ready to go. Right. Okay. What is the inventory of edge rushers that are going to be contributing during this regular season for this team? Okay. We start with DeMarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory.
0: Correct. And Michael Parsons is right in that mix. Well, Terrell Basham is, is playing one of the defensive ends. So, here's what they're doing with him, Bill. When they... And how about this? They've got some formations that they've got three linebackers on the field at the same time that we didn't see last year, right? Right. So when the three guys are out there, Jalen Smith's in the middle, Leighton Van Derish is on the weak side, Micah Parsons on the strong side. And when he's on the strong side, he's lining up on the line of scrimmage, like head up with the tight end. So depending what the formation is, he's either running with the tight end or they're blitzing the strong side linebacker off the edge. And um, he can get there quick. And he's awfully, awfully good. So they're going to have to not just assume that he's covering the the tight end, and no matter how many wide, uh, wide receivers are on the so field. So in
2: other words, instead of the offense dictating there you what, go. what the defense can do to try to defend them, this, I think Dan Quinn's putting a defense together. Because he says he talks about this defense is not the defense that they ran in Atlanta. Right. Okay? He's he's taking this personnel, and
0: he will be able to dictate defensively what's going to happen on the ball. He's going to match up. Yeah. Like, I've got the personnel, and that's what he said. Somebody asked him, how are you going to get all these guys on the field? He goes, well, we're going to have different matchups. So that's one of them. Now, at, at this point, since it's young, early in camp – when they go to second-team nickel, did Micah Parsons the middle linebacker? And somebody said, well, yeah, he, he rushed from the defensive tackle spot. Well, he was the middle linebacker in the gap, like they've used Jalen Smith before, right? right? And he, he rushed up the middle. But he, the other day, I don't know if you were here yet or not, uh, they were doing that scramble drill, and he was— He was one of the... He might have been lined up in the slot as the strong side guy. I don't remember where he started. But they scrambled, and CeeDee Lamb was kind of dilly-dallying at the line of scrimmage, and then he takes off, right? And he goes deep, and he was almost to the end zone. And right behind him, step for step, was Micah Parsons. And I'm going, are you kidding me? There's number one against number one, and they were running step by step together. Uh, it, it was it was a thing to see. Uh, so they've used him on the nickel in the middle. And then at times when they do the individual drills, instead of Michael working with the linebackers covering tight ends or running backs, he's over there with the defensive linemen working on his pass rush drills. So he's as versatile as anybody I've seen. And he kind of knows what he's doing, too, by the way. Right. Right, and that's
2: that's where I'm so impressed with him. Uh, even you can see it in his interviews. Why I say that he's eventually going to be the best interview on the team. He gives thoughtful answers. He listens to your questions, and he's uh, he's very real in his yeah uh, in in the way he responds to questions and stuff.
0: Yeah. So uh, so he, they're they're going to figure out how to get him on the field. You know, it's
2: interesting. Uh,
0: with the exception of Dak,
2: Dak you know, he's. Dak is Dak, okay, but the rest of the team. I think my two favorite players on this team are, as far as what their potential is, are Michael Parsons and CD Lamb. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a
0: reason they were first round draft picks. Right, and and you know, and, and CD should have been higher. If people are mm-hmm. going to find that out, right? That, that, uh,
2: those two players give me more excitement about this team than anybody else. And part of that is how young they
0: are, you know, and the, and the future's all in, in front of them. And I don't, I don't mean this disparagingly. Well, maybe I do. The, <laughs> the, the people that are like, when they drafted Parsons at number 12, well, you can't take a linebacker that high. You, you needed this, this, or that. And it's like, you didn't just take a linebacker. Mm-hmm. You took one of those guys that comes along very, not very often, maker. right? Yeah. And, and I remember one day, it might have been us, I, I said something when somebody said, no, it wouldn't because you guys wouldn't have said that. They, they said, you take a linebacker. I said, he's not a linebacker. They go, but you can get a linebacker later. I said, what if he's Lawrence Taylor? Just like that. And they go, oh, you're going to go that far? And I go, <laughs> okay, I get it. But what if he is? I'm not saying that instantly, but boy, he's got some talent now. And it showed out here. C.D. Lamb in his second year. And let's remember, C.D. didn't have an offseason last year. And he didn't have a preseason. Uh, and look what he did. Now he's got all this under his belt. A second year, doing the offseason workouts. Better watch out for him. And they're moving him around, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's like, uh,
2: let's take the honey badger. Tyron Matthew, what position does he play? We don't know. Yeah, right. I mean, you'll list him on the depth chart maybe as a safety, but right. he's all over the field and making well, plays.
0: Well, it, it's, like, it's almost like Palomalu. I remember talking to Bill Parcells about him, and, and Parcells goes, yeah, you know, I don't know where he plays. He says, I don't know that he knows where he plays. He's just out there making plays, mm-hmm. and I think that's what you're going to see with this guy.
2: Right. Okay, so in our last five minutes, what are you looking forward to this week and especially as they put on the pads on Wednesday?
0: Yeah, now now I, when they put the pads on, I get a better idea of what's going on on the offensive line and defensive line, uh, a much better idea when those guys can, can use their pads. Uh, and then the other thing is, you know, Wide receivers are really brave going over the middle when they know they're not getting hit, right? Well, okay, let's see if you continue that. You know, or, And will you hang on to the ball? Uh, those are the things that, uh, to me, always uh, stand out. Now, from a physical standpoint, I got no problem with the three offensive linemen that are back, with uh, Tyron Smith, Lale Collins, and Zach Martin. Those guys physically are ready to go. Um, Blake Jarwin physically... Uh, he's running well. He's ready to go. You know, and 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 a guy that really showed up. Uh, maybe it was yesterday, day before. Dalton Schultz. Yesterday, we saw what he did. The year, you know, 63 catches. There are not many tight ends, not named Witten in Cowboy history, that have had 63 catches in a season. Uh, and then, and, but a lot of that, a lot of that was uh, dump off stuff. You right. Know, but what we were seeing yesterday was some downfield stuff. Right. Exactly. And making nice catches too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, be interesting to see if the, the younger wide receivers, you know, I think Noah Brown, uh, Cedric Wilson, so far have had really nice camps. Um, Johnny Dixon is interesting. Uh, and then yesterday, uh, it was Malik Turner. I don't know much about Malik Turner, but he had a nice day, too, number 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see if that stuff and continues. And don't forget about the draft pick. Yes. Hoko. yes, and he's had a couple really nice catches too. So uh, he, here's here's the part I, I think I'm looking forward to the most. Because I think defensively, there's going to be a lot of competitions, not only for a starting job, just to make the team. And I think when the pads come on, then we're going to see the competition increase and, and, and that's the best part of training camp. And I know Mike McCarthy keeps talking about the competition, the competition. And uh, I think when the pads come on that, that we're going to see that.
2: And it's mainly – I mean, we can sit here, assuming there – and hopefully there are no injuries. We could put – we could pretty much tell you who's going to make the team on the offensive
0: side of the ball. Oh, absolutely. Okay. But defense – it's all up in the year, yeah I think I think, I think the the only sure things I- Demarcus Lawrence starts at left defensive end. Randy Gregory starts at the right. Trayvon Diggs probably one of your Mm -hmm. starting corners. The other starting corner right now is Anthony Brown, but he better not have two bad days in a row. Also, before Kelvin Joseph, yeah, and he's starting uh, to show up just a little bit. And they've actually moved him in the slot a little bit, uh, but mostly outside. Jordan Lewis has been in the slot. Maurice Kennedy's been in the slot. Um, So yeah, we'll see how that works out. The safety position. Let's go. You know, if they're looking at Malik Hooker, then they're saying, okay, kind of like the other guys, but let's see what this guy can do. Donovan Wilson, maybe, because he, he started last year, 10 games. Uh, but I think defensively, it's going to be competition. Offensively, the main competition would be for the backup swing tackle, backup center, and then backup quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah. We, and we can't tell you who the backup quarterback is. I can't. No. And and then Cooper Rush didn't do himself any favor. He had back spasms on Saturday. Uh, he missed didn't practice, practice and then he missed practice again yesterday. I'm told it's it's not that serious that he should be back soon. So we'll see if he's soon to, uh, back the, tomorrow. Is the backup quarterback on this roster right now? But the. Ben DiNucci's been getting a yeah. lot of snaps as with the second team, kind of sharing them with uh, Garrett Gilbert. And when I asked McCarthy the question about the competition at backup quarterback, the only one he ended up talking about was Ben DiNucci. So he talked about how he got stronger. Uh, if,
2: if Ben DiNucci is your backup quarterback, how many quarterbacks are going to be on this roster?
0: Well, there'll be three, and they will That's keep right. their right. eyes open on the free agent wire for an experienced quarterback to come free. Because yep. every, no, the quarterbacks on the roster now, not named Dak Prescott, have a combination a combined two NFL starts. And that scares me, because that backup quarterback needs experience. Uh, to be able to play that position, and they know that, and they're just and so quite, you never know yeah. with all those new quarterbacks right. that got drafted, somebody that's got some gonna experience be is going to be available. released. Right. So keep an eye on. They'll keep an eye on it, and you keep an eye on it too. Not you, okay, <laughs> them folks. <laughs> all right, uh, are we
2: done? I I think, I think we, 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 we kind of used up, up our hour, hour yeah, right? How about right. that?
0: That was fun. All right. So maybe the next. Uh, Time they've got a day off that there's an okay, opening. We'll, which would be Friday. Friday, we'll, so we'll have see. another okay. mix so okay? all right as long as you're still here. I'm still here Friday. All I'm right, here till next Monday. Sounds good. So,
2: all right, that does it for mix shots, and we will see you again next time.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
0: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!